the volume. We're back with another week of football and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code MONICO. New customers can bet just $5 to get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code MONICO. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right, welcome into another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. Alex Monaco joining you. We are live on Amp Volume Sports, wherever you get your pods. Chilling in the lab. Got my Volume Moneyline Monaco shirt on. Feeling good. 500 last week, so we got to get better with it. But I, I absolutely love my picks as we dive into week three. Just a real quick lay of the land. Just to, to set the scene, the mood. Week one was all about road covers and unders. Week two, pendulum swings. Road teams dropped to 500 against the spread, which is still impressive. Only three unders, though. From week one to week two, we like to think our hypothesis was quarterbacks just didn't play in the preseason. A lot of rust week one. And do have a fun stat here. First time. First time. Actually, It's been about 15 years, but only three times since the 70s. Underdogs outright after two weeks above 500 as we dive in. And food for thought, the NFC dominating undefeated record against the AFC conference as we go in to the lab. We go depth chart. Then we go dirty dog. Then we go some props. I like all plus money. We wrap up with a Hail Mary lay. So three, two, one. This is a spread. We're about to get gross. With the first pick, ladies and gentlemen, this is buying. You've seen crypto at 60 racks. You've seen it down to 18. We are buying Bitcoin at 18,000 here. Buying as low as you possibly can in 2023 on the Super Mario coin. And we're going against Goliath. We are going against the media darling, the favorite right now at quarterback for MVP. We are taking Sean Payton. And the Denver Broncos with the plus six and a half on DraftKings going against Ace Ventura laces out. We don't care about heat versus shade. We don't care about road in the Southeast region where we know this, this Denver team is up 
Everest to some degree here. But I want to talk about this storyline, all right? Broncos are up 18 points. Damn near historic comeback for the Commanders. And you have a Dolphins team. Wins a shootout week one. Shocks a lot of people. I was on the wrong side. In New England primetime game. But if you're going to sit here and say that the Dolphins deserve to be laying damn near seven points after these two humble weeks, you're out of your Tinseltown mind, Jerry. Now, first thing, first reason we got to like Denver is the number. We are getting an inflated number, people. Six and a half, six and a half. What would this number be? Now, and really hear this. This Denver team lost by one week one, lost by a basket week two, and really pending that Hail Mary and Christmas with the Cranks two-point conversion miracle almost stole it back. So here we go again. An inflated number based off public perception. Dolphins flying high. Broncos are cooked, right? Wrong. All right? All that to say... If this Broncos team after two weeks, you're saying to yourself, it's the defense, not the offense. Based off last year, really remember, they averaged 16.9 points per game last year. They broke 30 points one time. One time. They've already broken 30 in the first two weeks. It is not the Denver Broncos offense through two weeks. It is the defense. As we talk out, the second reason why I absolutely love this Denver team and this number, are we really calling this Dolphins Vic Fangio D solid through two weeks? All right, they're sandwiched between the Colts and the Cardinals, giving up damn near 26 through two weeks. And here's the thing. I love listening to the Action Network. I love reading their stats. They're in the weeds numbers. They have this thing called luck ranking. All right, you go back to last week, the Patriots. We're top two in the worst luck of not delivering when they needed to. Listen to this. The Pats, first, second, fourth, sixth, seventh, and 11th drives, all in Dolphins territory. They came away with three points. The expected number was 18 based off of the luck rankings. And over half of the Patriots plays positive EPA. Only five teams did that week two. So I sit here and I go, all right, Dolphins team, playing with house money, because to me, they beat every trend known to man week one and week two. Two in the Pacific time zone. Dolphins three and six last year on the road. Back-to-back road games. At Belichick's place, primetime favorites. They bucked all the trends. But what they didn't do incredibly well, in my opinion, is really show us defensively what they are. And you have a Russell Wilson quarterback, ladies and gentlemen, that has five touchdowns and one interception. Call it what you will. Sierra's husband seems to be back and seems to not be washed. Now, if he threw that Hail Mary, got that two-point conversion, won the game, what would we be saying? And the line would be four. The line would be four, four and a half. So I think we're getting two to three points of value. And last thought here, Sean Payton next to Mikey Tomlin is the most profitable underdog coach in the last two decades. This is almost win or go home for Denver. There's a world where they could shock the shock the entire NFL community 
but I'm I'm looking at the numbers. I'm watching the games. I am not all in on this Miami Dolphins team yet. I think they're getting jocked. They're getting absolutely kudos before they've really done anything. I'm not saying beating Belichick in New England is nothing, but at the end of the day, I'm a Charger fan, San Diego Charger fan in recovery. Chargers are an abomination right now. They have no identity. They have no idea how to close games. Brandon Staley's lost 13 one-score games now as head coach for the Chargers. He's barely been there. So you beat two teams, one of which has no idea how to close, and another team that's just not that good. Now you're going against Denver, who I would like to think on a Sean Payton-led team will right some wrongs defensively, and they will hang in there on offense against a lackluster at this moment. Vic Fangio D, give me third favorite pick. Broncos, let's run, plus six and a half. All right. This number's going to move. I hope when this hits your ears, you lock it in. Because three and a half's a lot different. I absolutely love the Detroit Lions minus three. At home against a Falcons team. Going on the road. Pack your super bad sleepover bags, baby. They got to go play a real grown man game. This is not against a rookie quarterback at home versus a team that has never even played together in Carolina. This is not against a Pro Bowl running back list. Jordan Love, first time in a dome on the road. Sitch, now he did play the Bears on the road, but all that to say, two home games against two teams that we don't really know what they're going to be. One of them has an over-under. Actually, excuse me, both of them had an over-under of seven and a half team total wins. But again, let's set the storyline here. Lions, one and one off a overtime L against the Fly Fly Seahawks. And all we're thinking is this was a team in Detroit that went on a Thursday night, beat the champs, knocked them off, came home, couldn't get it done. Then you got the Falcons, who were down, actually, two-thirds of that game against Green Bay. They were plus nine and a half live at one point, four to one live on the underdog. It was impressive. I don't think this Atlanta team is built to come back, but that's the lay of the land. So the the first thought is public perception. This was a, a line movement game from week one to week two. You got one team off a win, one team off a loss. I'm looking at the combination of the timing and the hierarchy in the NFC. Let's really step aside to step back in for a second. The NFL is a maturation league. You slowly work your way up. Most times. Now, sometimes you'll get one team a year, worst to first. For the most part, it's baby steps. It's gradual. And what did this Lions team do down the stretch last year? Incredible outing. JG on an unreal streak of not turning the ball over. But we are getting a one-dimensional, Falcons team as we get into the second reason here going against a Detroit team that ironically if they embody a Falcons style of play will win this game now really hear this Falcons have ran for 170 in the first two weeks Mazel tough it's great it's incredible Bijan's a stud make a case he's already a top five back here by the end of the season but they're throwing for 176 29th did you stump the Schwab? No, that the Detroit D has only allowed 172 through two weeks. Did you know that this Falcons team had the luxury of going against 
first-time starting quarterbacks. You go against Love, you go against Young. Now you got to go against a guy that's made it all the way to the dance. Now you got to go against a guy that doesn't turn the ball over. And call what you will, is this Detroit D is trash, this Detroit D isn't going to get done. Ritter faced 45% of pass rushing, uh, of pressure rates in the pocket last week against the Packers. Desmond Ritter is two gentlemen. Small Costco sample, but on the road and at home. He's undefeated at home. He's winless on the road. He's two, he's double digit less points per game on the road than at home. And you have to look at it like this. Falcons are plus two in turnover differential. Lions are minus three. If the Lions can do what they do well, which is obviously move the football, Jared Goff plays fundamentally sound ball, doesn't turn the rock over. Now, I'm not saying this Falcons D isn't new and improved. A couple of key pieces, Terrell's a dog at corner, Bud Dupree, Calais, they got some new pieces. But at the end of the day, four tugs, one mistake with Montgomery off a, off a two-tutty 70 per start. This team is fundamentally sound. So you have a combination of team off an overtime loss, and this is just public perception versus a team that came back. Everyone thinks this Falcons team is for real. It's a lot easier to win at home against inexperienced quarterbacks than going on the road against an experienced one. I think we're getting a great number at a great purchase of a great timing of knocking of locking that in. Lions are going to win in a couple of ways. They could beat you in a shootout. They could beat you 21-20 as they showed week one. I don't think this Falcons team is built for a good old, let's both put up 30 and hope we outscore them. It ain't going to happen. They're fortunate to come from behind against a Green Bay team that, again, is still developing their identity. This Lions team knows exactly who they are. Got to go against far and away the best offensive line they've gone against in the first three weeks. So how are they going to fare when JG's got time to cook? Give me the Lions minus three. If it moves to three and a half, I still co-sign, but lock it in on DraftKings right now. And my number one play. And this could be death taxes and, and Bill Belly, Darth Vader owns the Jets or not. All I have to say is Zach Wilson cannot beat Darth Vader. Zach Wilson is winless against Bill Belichick, and the numbers are gross. Two tutty, seven picks. He's got a passer rating of 50 points. Off a three interception game against Dallas, where he goes 12 for 27. Now, call what you will, this Patriots D is not as bad as the numbers show you. Okay, they've given up 199 passing defense against the Eagles and a top four pass D from last year, Miami. You have to say to yourself this hungry dogs run faster in this game. The Jets community, I live in New York, I'll say it every single time I bring up a New York team. The vibes are Spicoli low, man. Nobody believes in Zach Wilson. If you are listening to Sauce, to Garrett, it's acting. It's acting. You're going to bail on your quarterback in September? You just can't. New England is, has absolutely owned the New York Jets. 5-0 and against them in their last five. Outscoring them by 96 points. Five straight covers, by the way. They've won 10, excuse me, 14 games in a row, in a row. And you take out overtime, it's 19 games in a row. So you have a desperate Patriots team that is 0-2 and absolutely has to win. 
We know about Belichick never going under six wins since 2000 on. They're winning this game. It's a little scary that the books are hanging it at two and a half and keeping it there. I just do not know how you sit here. Now, looking at the numbers last year, bringing them into this year, money line favorites, minus 142 or less, which is prevalent here. New England was six and one straight up. And you can make a case that this Patriots team can be crafty and can win in a number of ways. Let's not forget, this was a three to three defensive chess match last year, and they won on a punt return. So you're sitting here, you're factoring all this in. Desperation is prevalent. Head-to-head psychological warfare. Patriots absolutely own them. Zach Wilson's minus 210 to throw a pick. He's got seven picks in four games against Bill Winless. Did you see the praise Christian Gonzalez got from Tyreek Hill? I I mean, the Patriots, and remember the dumb luck rankings I said earlier, this team should have beaten the Dolphins and didn't. What would the number be if they did beat Miami? Four, four and a half. I think we're getting a great number and we're getting a team that absolutely has to win this game. If the Patriots start out 0-3, it's going to be scary hours. I'm fascinated. I I might even tune in the Boston radio just to see what the hell they say. They're not losing to the Jets. Lock this in is my favorite bet against the spread on the slate. Football is back. No more preseason games. No more combined team practices. The regular season is here. While we all love watching our favorite teams on television, there's nothing better than being at a game live and in person. And the best way to get tickets to any of these games is on GameTime, the fastest growing ticketing app in the U.S. For last minute, amazing deals on tickets to see your favorite football team this September, download GameTime. And it's not just football. GameTime has tickets to baseball games, concerts, and comedy shows across the country. And for me in New York City, I mean, talk about being in the mecca for this app. I can go to a concert at MSG. I can go on a train hop in the tri-state area to you know what kind of sporting event. Download the GameTime app and redeem code Monaco for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, Download the GameTime app and enter code MONACO. That's M-O-N-A-C-O for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Let's get to the dirty dog. Now, humble number, only plus two. Seeing that plus two and a half. I'm going to take the Saints outright. On the road, at Lambeau, the frozen tundra, not frozen. Give me the Saints smothering smothering defense through the first two weeks. Reason number one, 16 points per game. They're giving up. 104 and 100 on the ground. One of those was against Derrick Henry, the king. And they've only given up 181 and 139 passing. So the defense has given up 160 passing, 102 rushing, and is top 10 on offense. And overall, baby, you can drive my C-A-double-R, Saints O. So you have a top four defense picking up where they left off. This is my pick to win the South. This is one of my favorite over team total wins of nine and a half. Look, this defense is real. Jordan Love had the luxury of going against one of the worst historic Ds in the history of the Chicago Bears who just had to watch their defensive coordinator resign for reasons unknown yet. So not 
not given respect to Jordan Love, but you go against a lowly Bears team that's getting dismantled, that's locker rooms already broken, Fields can't even answer press conference questions correctly, and you have, and you have a Saints team that is gelling, vibing, feeling sensational, and is top four in total yards given up defensively to start the campaign. There's not much to not like about New New Orleans. Now, I'm sick because I had a minus three Monday night. They dominated Bryce Young. I'm starting, I'm starting to about get ready to write a Mark Trent Mark Twain letter to the NFL about these backdoor BS prevent defense last possessions because they're costing us shekels. But that was sun up to sundown Saints domination on defense. So Aaron Jones still banged up. Christian Watkins still banged up. And last but not least here. You can also say this, a first time Favre passing the baton to Rodgers, passing the baton to Love, start on the road is actually less stakes, less pressure than coming home where everyone's on pins and needles and everyone's freaking out. How is Jordan Love going to do at home against a real defense that is very balanced? I mean, Dennis Allen is not known for offense, not known for play calling, not known for that side of the football. He is absolutely impressing through two weeks. And this is an NFC South that is very competitive, but you know, Atlanta's D was bottom two in almost every category last year. And the bears were the worst D in the league. So not, not giving credit to Jordan love. Great start. I mean, come on, six tugs, no interceptions. Phenomenal. He's going to throw a pick in this game. There's going to be pressure, grown man pressure on him. Cam Jordan, Demario Davis, and this secondary Honey Badger, Marshawn Lattimore is, again, I said this before the season started, underrated top five cover corner in the league. Give me the Saints, 30 dog on the road. Let me help out the NFC North. Few props here. I absolutely love. Josh Jacobs has had one of the worst starts I've ever seen. One of the worst starts. Take him over 71 and a half at, at a minus 110 juice here. Rushing yards. Do you realize Pittsburgh's D is the worst run D in the league? This is a slam dunk. They're going to have to establish the run. They abandoned it in Buffalo. Jimmy G's at home. Going to bring a balanced, structured, level-headed approach. That goes hand-in-hand with running the rock. It's almost fascinating. He had 48 and negative two yards in his first two weeks. This is a guy that led all scrimmage yards for running backs last year. Perfect buy-low spot. Steelers, 193 rush yards per game. Christian McCaffrey still stiff arm and jugulars across the yellow bridge. Josh Jacobs, and I got to be honest, kind of like him over 100 plus at great value, but I co-sign on 71 and a half. Chargers defense, the worst pass league, pass D in the league, giving up 333. I, I wanted to fade him. I really did. I don't have the heart. This is when the Chargers went. But Justin Jefferson's off 150 and 159 to start the campaign. Just sick with it numbers. You're getting plus 170 for him to go over 125 receiving yards. He's doing that. He's probably scoring. I wouldn't tell you to lay minus 160, but law of averages is he hasn't gotten in the end zone yet. He fumbled a rock at the one on national television. He's probably going to get in the end zone. This is going to be a shootout. It's going to be a unbelievably offense versus offense scoring fantasy numbers galore type game. Capitalize on it. I also like Herbie. At plus 125, over 300 yards, off a 300-yard game against a Titans team on the road that's not easy to throw against. Now, credit to Brian Flores, pass D much improved. 
but you cannot scheme the way they have in the first two weeks against Herbert. If there is no Eckler again, they're going to be so pass happy, and that's part of the rationale here. He's had 23 games already over 300-plus in his career. He's off a 41-pass attempt game, and the script without Eckler, 13 rushes for for Joshua Kelly. They don't trust him yet to be an all-encompassing bell cow back if Eckler's not out there. They're just going to have to keep up with the Vikings' offense. Chargers, this game's going over. This game's going to be, again, just chock full of points. Capitalize on it. J.J. and Herbert. Great players make great scores. I'm going to go Desmond Ritter here. Call what you will. I'm getting plus 280 for 25 rushing yards. Plus 280. Now, I did say that the Lions' run D has been solid, but Ritter against the Packers had 10 carries for 39 yards. Now, we know about Ritter's stats on the road versus home. All that to say, this guy cannot pass. I mean, Kyle Pitts is wasting his talent, wasting his talent. I really like the value, baby peanuts on Ritter going over this number. And the Hail Mary lay, let me pull it up to make sure I get the numbers correctly. I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm going to take the Broncos six and a half, the Lions minus three, the Patriots on the money line, and I'm going to go Chargers. And it's plus 1067, over 10 to one. Look. I, everything in my gambling gut says go Vikings. I Why is it a, a one-point spread at home in Minnesota where it's a real home field advantage? Look, they got rumors right now of this man going to New York, Kirk non-primetime. It's not even Kirk's fault through the first two weeks. I just can't get over that the Chargers start 0-3. Vikings, if I had to swing one way in a pick em game, eyes closed, I got to fade them. I'm probably looking at this emotionally incorrect because the Chargers are my team. I got to throw them in here. It's a pick em game. Didn't want to tell you that was one of my favorite plays because it isn't, but I want to throw them in what we call the Doug Flutie Hail Mary. That's it. That's the show. We are out of here. Broncos, cover the six and a half. Watch them shock the world. Do not throw the Dolphins in the teaser. Thank me later. I'm going to go Lions minus three. I love the number. Grab it at three if you can. And we're going Bill Belichick versus Zach Wilson. I'm sorry. Guys, guys just cannot play against the Patriots. Just can't do it. I'm going to take the Saints as the dirty dog. I got some fun props on the way out. Loving Josh Jacobs of a timing purchase. JJ continues the heater. Herbert goes for Hail Mary numbers. And Ritter gets crafty with it. Plus 280, 25 plus, Hail Mary lay, Broncos six and a half, Lions minus three, Patriots money line, Chargers money line, pace plus 1067. Hey, we got to win. Throwing up more picks, uh, six pack of picks on money line, Monaco. Got a couple viral videos humming right now on the gram. So follow me there, money line, Monaco. Appreciate you. We are out of here. Don't forget to hug your mothers. All right, I'm bringing in my guy, Paul, here. And I'm going to have to start out with talking out that I'm officially, officially taking the, taking my, my chargers. And we got a, we got a good old bet off here. Paul, you're probably furious with me, my man. I got to do what I got to do. One team wants their coach gone. One team wants their quarterback on. 
I, I feel like vibes are low in many, man. Are you feeling like I'm walking into an emotional trap? <laughs> uh, well, first off, we don't want Kirk gone. We do not want Kirk gone. It's just a matter of, you know, blowing up the team. Uh, no, I think you're probably right. If, if like I'm picking the Vikings the same way you're picking the Chargers, I'm emotionally invested in Minnesota. So I always lean, it's a little biased, but I always lean that way. Being at home, like you said, the Vikings have the most wins at home, I believe, over the past like 10 years or something. There's some statistic that just came out about that. Like their home field advantage is real and it's really good in Minnesota. Um, but I, I, I like Minnesota just a little bit more because they got that home field factor. Chargers is Chargers are going to score a lot on them though because we can't stop a nosebleed. Yeah, I mean, I maybe I should have gone over fifty four. Um, it's a lot of I points. Just, you know, Herbert hasn't thrown he hasn't thrown a pick yet. I mean, look, I could be walking right into it. It, it. It's such a gross game, but you know, I just I I don't know what to make of Minnesota, man. I really don't. I could be way wrong. Either Is way, Eckler back? Is Eckler officially back yet? He's he's very much questionable at the moment. That, Very that's, much a, that's a big, big swing for me. Having Eckler in your, your offense versus not. It, it, it's huge. Now, of, of all of my picks, which one did you like? Which one did you be like, oh, man, Monaco is a sucker? Um, I would say I actually liked most of your picks here. The, the Saints at Green Bay, I did think, was on the money line. Was an interesting one because that's just first game. Green Bay has looked good. I didn't think New Orleans looked good in either of their games to start the start the year. Um, so that was one. I know that was your dog, so I was a little a little hesitant there. Um, yeah, Green I mean, Bay, it, Green Bay, they could they could win that game without question. But I don't know, man. There's something there's something to say about going against two. You know, again. Min- Atlanta's I know the team one. is much improved, I, but like I, I know you. I know your mistake. I know your mistake. Uh uh-uh. Broncos plus six. The, the Broncos stink. They, they are bad, dude. They're bad. They, they are not as bad as we think, man. I, I mean, let's remind ourselves. Vegas had them at eight and a half wins. I, dude, there are a lot of respectable people in the game on the Broncos. This is a number play. This is gross. I don't love it. But six and a half is a lot of points. A lot six of and points. A half is. Vic Fangio's D is not good right now, my man. And again, really hear that. I the trust fact- them more than Denver. I trust them more than Denver's offense. But Denver's offense is is actually not, I mean, not a great showing week one. But <laughs> commanders were a top 10 defense last year. So, I mean, to go with 30 piece against them, put up 21 in the first half. Let's not forget that they don't have Nathaniel Hackett. This is this is where the coaching comes in. This is where psychological warfare is prevalent. Sean Payton's getting dogged. He's getting dragged. He's getting tweeted about going back to the 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 frat activities. And Mike McDaniel is getting jocked. I mean, this is the perfect buy low, sell high spot. I mean, this I, is where old Alex saying. would have never done this. I would have never done this. I would have never done this in the past. I have to do it. I have a weird feeling it's a sharp play. It, I don't. I don't know. I'm, I see Sean Payton 
going up to the podium, blaming everyone. He's he's mad about breaking the huddle. It's there's so many issues in Denver that stem beyond just what's on the field. I I don't even know if that team likes each other. And you talked about the second the second half. I pulled it up after Wilson's fumble to close out the first half. Three punts and interception and two field goals. Like th- this offense, they were great in the beginning, but they died really quickly. And when they die, it's bad. Miami can score with anyone in the league. They can score faster than anyone. I can see my this. I can see Miami getting a few stops to start the game, punching in the end zone. Next thing you know, it's a, a double digit lead in the first half. I just don't see it that way, man. I, I mean, I again, I think we're forgetting that they almost came back after that hail mary. If they 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 should have got a flag. Look, <laughs> this is just this is just seesawing through week to week a. Dolphins team that could not have started better. They should have went one and one on that road trip. I'm telling you, they haven't even had a chance to go. Well, this is what I'll say. Denver, and I'm looking at, and I don't know if you're a fan of some of the Action Network work. The luck ranking thing is, to me, is real. That that shows you that that Pats team on that Sunday night, I mean, six drives in Dolphins territory, you get three points. That game was not a blowout. That game was was right there for the Patriots to steal. Right yeah, there. I do believe I do believe in the, the luck statistic. Giants were 20, number one in that last year. 25 and a half points per game they gave up. Look, this game could very well be 27-24. I mean, I I I just don't think the Broncos are poorly coached. And I think we're we're forgetting. We're just going last year to this year and forgetting that they don't have Nathaniel Hackett. I, you're forgetting. I mean, you're forgetting that they're a bad team, Monica. You're <laughs> listen, I'm not saying they're winning the game. They're covering the number. Can I ask you one question before we get out of here? Of course. So this week we have three games with double digit spreads. And we I mean, there's a lot of big spreads too. Jacksonville, nine point favorites against Houston, Baltimore, minus eight against the Colts. There are some Really high numbers. I know you're high on San Francisco, minus 10 and a half right now before Thursday night football. For the Chiefs and the Bears and the uh, Cardinals and Cowboys, those are both 12 and a half point spreads. When you approach being a you know great gambler as you are, when you approach numbers that high, do you automatically ignore them? Or are you looking at that saying like, okay, yeah, Cardinals stink. The Bears stink. I'm going with the dynamic offenses here. It's a good question. I mean, there's a lot to consider when you're looking at 12 and a half point lines. I mean, Arizona is 2 and 0 against the spread. Let's start there. Um and the Cowboys could not have gotten off to a better start. I think they've given up what? 5 points in 2 yeah, 5 points in 2 weeks. <laughs> or so, or like some something uh excuse me, 5 points, yeah, 0 points, 10 points, 5 points per game to start the season. Could not start better. I don't know, man. I mean, on the road, I, I would just I, I go to answer the question, I go situ situation by situation. So Dallas and, is at the Cardinals and the Bears are at the Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, this Chiefs offense looks, I mean, do I dare say anemic? I, I mean, what the hell is going on? They need to make a trade for a wide receiver. This team is not going anywhere. Anywhere with this offensive weapons right now. I, I know it's a bit of a hot take, only two weeks, but dude. I mean, the Jackson won that game. I was lucky, very lucky to cover. But situationally, 
This Bears team, I mean, it's going one of two ways, Paul. This game, I mean, they lose their D.C. They got Fields not knowing how to answer Baker Mayfield press conference, cupcake questions. He's throwing his coaches under the bus while Peanut, FBI, Tillman is lot. I mean, Ray, I, there's so much off the field for Chicago right now. It goes one of two ways. They band together like brothers and absolutely cover this number or they lose 35 to 10. Oh, I, I, don't, I, don't think... I don't I don't see it. One, I, I see it one of two ways. I oh, don't I know. I think they're going to get mauled. <laughs> they could get mauled. They could get mauled. I mean, here's the thing. Justin Fields is not reading his progressions. Justin Fields looks like he's got wide receivers. I mean, Cole Komet is undercutting a DJ Moore route. I mean, I'm watching the film. I'm watching Orlovsky, among other breakdown. I don't even know if they know their offensive tempo yet. I don't even yeah. know if they've gelled. Is anyone watching film? I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that that Chiefs defense won that game for them last week. And if that Chiefs same Chiefs defense shows up at Arrowhead, yeah, it is going to be a routing. If I were to, add, this is a, a, it's a bit it's a bit gross. But if I were to pick one to cover, I'd probably go Arizona. I mean Arizona. Really? Okay. I look, I, Dobbs. You know, I mean, there's something to say about like a a certified experiment. It's a weird situation going on in Arizona where they have a franchise quarterback that just paid, but he's hurt. I mean, the disrespect this locker room's getting. Well, all the while, all they're doing is almost beating the Giants outright. And week one, competitive as well. I, I mean, 12 and a half is a lot. I mean, these are the games where the Cowboys could yeah. bury you early. But, you know, I, I I got an inkling. And again, you know, you're, you're getting 12 and a half at home versus getting 12 and a half on the road. I mean, just conventional wisdom. You would take the home team with the twelve and a half, not the road team. I actually, I actually disagree with you um, in in terms of picking. And I'm happy you brought that up because I was going to put you on the spot and say which one would you pick. I I look at Dallas as arguably the best team in football right now, and w after watching the second half of the Cardinals and Giants, I can see Dallas going in there and just destroying that offensive line. Uh, like what they've won seventy to ten in both their games combined this year. 12 and a half. I, I look at that. I get suckered into these numbers when there's a really good team playing a really bad team. I can't help myself. So I, I like Dallas a little bit more, but you you would avoid both of them. I avoid both of them. Got it. I, I would. I'm, I mean, I would. <sighs> I don't are you, know you, uh, or are you being reeled in? <laughs> I mean, no, the. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I like those three team ten those three team ten point teasers. Throw both of these puppies under two and a half. I like that. Add, an, add a third cupcake. Do I dare say the Niners tonight? Sit on that ticket. Um, mm. just need the Cowboys and the Chiefs. I I, I do co-sign on that. I don't know, man. Double digit spreads. <sighs> yeah, I'll probably I'll probably pass. I'll, I'll probably punt on both of those. But I mean, just vibes are. You know, Cardinals got to feel like they gave one away, albeit. Oh, uh, I, if uh, I were a Cardinals fan, that was a huge loss. <laughs> that's that's a Caleb Williams loss. loss right there. I just is Kyler Murray a pack of Skittles? Uh, what's going on? Uh, why is this man not? I'm sitting back being... as a Viking fan. I'm like, ah, if we lose to the Chargers, that Cardinal win could could become pretty important for us too. Yeah, but I I think I, I think this Cardinals team is not as 
bad as we think. I think this Bears team may have a locker room problem. That's the difference here. Yep. I mean, a yeah, big difference. Big difference. Yeah, man. All right, dude. Well, appreciate you coming on, talking some shop. Appreciate Always. everyone listening. We are out of here. Week three. Got to get ideally a three and one here on these four ATSs. For Paul, myself, it's the Moneyline Monaco Show. We will see you next week. Enjoy week three.